episode 59, boys. We are finally back after a little break we took going into playoffs. Little missed the first couple games. I was on vacation. The boys were pretty busy, but we're back, and we're going to be back in our regularly scheduled programming. How are you boys feeling uh, about four or five-ish games into playoffs? How are you guys feeling? Uh, it's definitely been an exciting one. Um, some great games, a lot of overtime games, a lot of comebacks, a little... Shocking storylines, but you know that's playoff hockey right there for you. Every series is a lot closer than I think I expected it would be, to be honest. Oh, with, without a doubt, I 100% agree with that. Like just right across the board, I thought Edmonton was going to blow the Kings out. That's not really happening. I thought Tampa was going to blow the Leafs away. That's not really happening. I and thought I, the Avalanche would probably handle the Kraken a little differently. Just not going that way. Another thing I look at too is just even like the Bruins, right? Which we're obviously going to talk in depth about today. Those games have been like there's been some times where I've been like ah a little stressed. You know what I mean? I mean the Bruins are clearly the better team, but even Florida is playing the better than I thought they would. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean really, game two was like oh shit. Game two gave me a little scare early on, but you know the way the boys bounce back, like that's the biggest thing, and like. We're going to get more depth to it, obviously, but just, like, the depth scoring that we've had and the unsung heroes, but we'll wait till the Dirty Water segment to get really into that little... Yeah, no, I agree. What do you, um... How, how you guys been, Connor? How have you been? Good, man. I mean, uh... Taking uh, a little siesta on the podcast while work and other things have kept us all kind of preoccupied, but it feels good to finally get back into the, the regular rhythm of things again. Yeah. Miss seeing your ugly faces on here. I miss seeing you too, you ugly bastard. But yeah, I, I think we kind of, I mean, I think we get right into that dirty water and we kind of... Oh, no, no. What do you want to do first? You know what time it is. Kevin, give me a number 57, or a 59. Oh, that's easy. Tyler Bertuzzi. Tyler just the tip, Bertuzzi, if you've seen that picture online recently. Oh, I love that picture. Yeah, no, and we're in to that dirty water. Let's take a look at the Bruins. They're up 3-1. to one. They're rolling. They're rolling. The thunder is thundering. And there's no creature of Bergeron. Kev, how have you felt about the Bruins so far in the playoffs? Have they done what you wanted? Uh, do you, have you liked to see anything different? How do you feel about the lines? How do you feel? Um, I'm actually loving the lines. I was a little nervous, you know, a lot of juggling. So it's like chemistry being there. But these guys have stepped up. And I think that's the biggest thing, responding to the whole Bergeron situation. And like a lot of people talking kind of down on Bergeron. Like why would he play in that last game of the regular season? And we all know he did it for his dad. And just how powerful that is. And... Just like the statements, he's had our back his whole career. It's time for us to have his back. So, like, that's huge. And I think that's a big reason why this team's responding the way they are. Because we've talked about throughout the season, this team is a family. And they'll do whatever it takes for each other. And that's just the mentality they have. And no matter what, you're going to get punched in the face. Guess what? The whole team's going to punch you back. So, I'm loving it. Yeah, I've loved how they've responded. I don't know about you, Connor. Like, the way they've responded to adversity and, like, when... Really, I mean, Florida's played like a bunch of gangsters. Like, after every play stoppage, they're trying to start fights. End of the game, they're trying to start fights. It shows that they, like, a lot of those guys haven't been there before. They don't know what it takes to win, and they're just trying to 
use male bravado to like push forward to get a win and the Bruins are just laughing that off. A guy like Brad Marshall showing the leader he is. Just being like, yeah. So I I mean I get where a lot of people are coming from as Bruins fans when you see the Panthers coming in here and, you know, doing all the cheap after whistle things. Um what I would say to that is look at what the Bruins did in 2011, you know, 2013 in those time frames. Um, they were kind of that team. Like they weren't the talented uh, group of individuals and they had to rough themselves out to, to get the wins. Yeah, no, it, it, that's, I, I do, I do look at that. Like the Bruins did used to play that style and now they're kind of, they, they have that in them still, but they just don't have to be that way. I want to kind of pose something with you guys with the lines today. Definitely a little different. And my dad made the point that he thought they were kind of putting someone to protect someone on every line. And I, I, I was like, eh, I don't really know if I agree with that. But first line, Bertuzzi, Bergeron, Pasta. Second line, Marshy, Coyle, Felino. Third line, Hall, Zach, and DeBrusque. Fourth line, Lauko, Nosek, Hathaway. Big surprise to me is Frederick not in the lineup in that. But also, like, I don't. My dad was like, look, they're trying to put Bertuzzi to protect Bergeron. I'm like, I don't really know that Bertuzzi's a protector. He's more of an agitator than a protector. Yeah, I know him. But, sorry to cut you off, but no, I, I love that line. Just for the fact that, like, the chemistry that Bertuzzi and Pasta have shown in this. We know the way Bergeron can play. Like, he was in the no con- uh, full contact jersey day, the white sweater. So, I love that line. But also that third line, would you say it was Zaka? Yeah, like, oh my god. Between DeBrusque and Hall, they have been the unsung heroes. I think just, these lines are terrible. Really? Keep going. Yeah, I think it's the I kind of like them. Why would you not? No, it's stupid. Why are you splitting up Marchand and Bergeron? That's dumb. Number two, Zaka has great chemistry with Bertuzzi and Pasta. Why not leave him there? Why not put DeBrusque, Bergeron, and Marchand back, who are extremely dynamic? And then you have you can have Freddie, Hall, Coyle. I don't, I don't, actually don't understand at all. I feel like this is just a weird line matching practice situation, and I hope it doesn't happen. It just doesn't yeah, I make mean, logical sense. I mean, I like it, but I, was, I don't think that he's going to roll it out. Like, we've seen everything, you know what I mean? Once again, it's just practice. We never know what Monty's going to do. So. Practice. practice. Yeah, it's just practice, but at the same time, I mean, if you throw the proverbial lines in the blender and get a lot of different matchups here, you know that third line is going to get a lot of favorable time on ice where they can be the weapon that you are seeing them be. Just like when uh, the Bruins went out and acquired Charlie Coyle and Marcus Johansson, they were able to be so successful together because they got favorable matchups. And I think ultimately once the Bruins get fully healthy, every other team in the NHL that they're going to play is absolutely screwed because your third line at that rate will be Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, and Tyler Bertuzzi, potentially. Which, with the chemistry that Bertuzzi's picking up elsewhere, I don't foresee that being the case. Yeah, I don't, I, Bertuzzi seems to just... The, the way he play makes, he's, he should be with David Pasternak. And I like him with Zaka, too, guys who are going to shoot the puck. Bertuzzi is a way better passer than I think any of us realized he was. Like he's a hundred x better playmaker than I thought he was. In all honesty, he I want them to resign him. It's like there. I know they're frying up the money to do it, but I really like Bertuzzi's game a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I think that, uh, and I'm probably actually just gonna take the opportunity to write this myself since I'm gonna go on about it. But I think there's a big case to be made that 
Don Sweeney should move some people out here to make space to re-sign Tyler Bertuzzi. And I think Taylor Hall, I'm sorry to say it, but is probably one of them. And then the other one would be the person you saw sit out the first two games of the series in Matt Grizzlick. Grizzlick, I could see. I, I don't think Taylor Hall is one of them. Taylor Hall's right now been the best player in the series by far. Like, if he can get back to being that player, you need him for your future without Bergeron and Krejci. Right, and that's the biggest thing. Yeah, We're no, seeing what a healthy anyway. a healthy Taylor Hall is. And now we really understand how bad that injury was and how nagging it was and how much it affected him. So, it's good to see him back. Yes. to see him healthy, but... But, Tyler Bertuzzi's age meshes more with the next core of the Bruins than necessarily Taylor Hall. Can he stick around and be... You know, the veteran who's four to five years older than everybody else? Yeah, sure, but I would still rather choose. I think they're probably like three years difference, I would assume. They are, yeah, 28, 31. It's really not that Well, that's the thing. I really don't see the Bruins ever doing a full-on rebuild, doing a retool. And yeah, Hall's I don't, one I don't of those veteran Hall, guys yeah, that stays there. Because it's like, yeah, you're going to have Hall. You're going to have Pasta. They're going to... Pasta's going to want a guy like Hall, so... Does Hall have a no-movement clause? Um, I would assume so. I, I would assume that he at least has, like, a 10-team no-trade clause if you went and looked at it. That's what would make sense, anyway. He has a Taylor Hall salary of $7 million with a cap hit of $6 million for the 2022-2023 season. He has a $1 million signing bonus. I don't see that he does. UFA in four years signing. Taylor Hall has a no movement clause with a modified no trade clause. Um, so let's see. Yep. Or no, that was this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes to 10 team, no trade. Goes to 10 team. Yeah, so it gets slimmer. Wow. I mean, it's. But we'll see. I don't know that I see that happening. I do think Matt Grizzly does probably like. I don't know, but he's played good in the games he's put back in, so it's like tough to be like, ah. but I don't know. I think Grizzly may be the odd man out, especially with Mason Lowry coming and the guys they have coming. I mean, there's a reason that they didn't play him in the first two games, right? Like, we might not know necessarily what that is, but there is, he to Bruins management and coaching staff, there had to be a reason that he wasn't playing. I don't disagree. I, I think it's size and grit. I mean, but now he's in the top pairing, so it's like, I don't I mean, it's just, you're going to want, it depends on, I mean, Orlov's definitely not re-signing, but Grizzlick makes you good. He makes, he's good. At, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely don't see Orlov. Just, he want Orlov, I think, wants like seven years in money. So he wants the term. It's going to be his last contract, really big contract. So Orlov's definitely out unless he wanted to do like, Take like a two to three year deal with not a lot of money, but that's not happening. He's cashing in on a good second half of the Bruins in the playoff, and he's gonna take the bag and go wherever. Yeah, I see it the same way. Like I just don't. I don't think Orlov's gonna be a Bruin in that case. I mean, Grizzly maybe doesn't get moved, but I have a feeling he could too. Though I still, I don't, I don't disagree that Grizzly could be one of the guys getting moved. I think Garnet Hathaway could end up sticking around to be a Bruin for a while. Yeah, I, I do. And it's like, you, then you look, right? It's like we say, like, oh, Carlo, I mean, not Carlo, um, 
we kind of pinned Coyle on a guy they could look to move, but Coyle's been playing out of his mind. Coyle's moved for playoff hockey. When, when the game tightens up and it becomes a possession game, he's so good. It's like every year we get reminded how good Charlie Coyle is at holding the puck and controlling play in the playoffs. It's like, ah, that's a guy you want to stick around. Then again, if the Bruins win a, the cup, I, I mean it when I say Then I who care. cares? Yep, care. screw it. If they win the cup, they do whatever they want. I really don't care. So I, I, I'll just, I'll, I promise I won't mince my words. I will support whatever they do if they win the cup. I, I won't, maybe I won't like it, but I'll support it. So just go win the freaking cup, you know? And the only other thing I really have in the Bruins for you guys is the goalies. How about Monty saying, like, he might go to Sway? And when they asked him why, he's like, because he's an excellent goaltender. <laughs> he's like, we're going to check with goalie Bob. I thought that was a good, like, little just reminding Sway that, like, hey, like, you're still very good. We're thinking about playing you. Didn't happen. You got two minutes. Shut out, two minutes. Shut out, streak. What up? But Olmark's been good. I, I don't know about you guys. I didn't love Olmark's game in game two. Um, he let in some goals from far out. That one where he everything gets excused when he rips off the mask and the blocker and the glove to fight Matthew Kachuk. I don't care. This guy scores a goal as a goalie. He's ready to fight Matty Kachuk, and they've got the electric goalie hugs. This man walks on water in Boston. And he got an assist. Can't forget the assist. He's got basically a season-long Gordie Howe hat trick. Yeah, don't don't take it the wrong way. I love Allmark, and I think he's literally going to win the Vezina Trophy, deservedly so. He should be the guy playing these big games. But I, I just thought it was interesting that, like, you know, it wasn't just a Sway is definitely not going to play. You know, it was something that could be entertained, whether Olmark was hurt or not. I will say Olmark's Ol- gotten up a little gingerly a few times. He hasn't moved as quick as he normally does. But Olmark at 85% still better than 99% of the NHL this year, so... Yeah, and I mean, you're up 3-1 to one on the Panthers right now. Olmark is a little banged up. I think it just makes sense to go with Swayman. If nothing else, you give Olmark a day of rest. You get Swayman in there. This game is likely to be a lot of rough stuff. Very rough. If, if so, Florida, oh, God. If, if Florida Florida's going to start out rough, if the Bruins can get a couple goals on them, they're going to get rougher. That's for sure. Because Florida's hanging on here for everything. Their life's on the line. And a guy like Matty Chuck's going to come out flying. Chuck's been a little bit of a scumbag um, so far in this series. I will well, preface. We all kind of knew that yeah, he had yeah. that in him. Yeah. I will preface, like, you know, Marshawn said it best. Like, when they asked Marshawn about the comments that was her, that Tuchuk calling, you know, making derogatory comments about No Six Wife, Marshawn didn't, like, put down Tuchuk. He said, you guys, like, shouldn't be hearing that. And the owners should be on the media not miking up or chirping each other. Like, I hate to be the bear bad news to the, you know, PC police, but hockey players, when they're chirping each other, say a lot of bad stuff, they don't necessarily mean it. Like, that, like Matt Chuck's not saying that to these guys after the game. Like, it's like, a, hey, sorry, you know, that was overblown in the moment. We don't know what Nosek said either. He probably said bad stuff back. They're guys playing hockey. So I was kind of with Marshawn on that. Like, hey, like, let's not just... Like, I'm sure Brad said a lot of dumb shit, too, right? So it's just like he's not going to be the guy to throw heat on that fire, throw coals on that fire, whatever I'm saying. But I don't know how you guys have felt about the Chuck's play. I I mean, he's gotten what he deserved. Yeah, I mean, I I get it 100%. I think the thing out out of everything here that really kind of irks me is when games get out of hand in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it just turns into a complete goon fest. Yeah. Especially when it's an elimination game. So like you said, if the Bruins, 
you know, put up with it and get a couple penalties, score a couple, you know, power play goals early, and they build up a little bit of a lead and it starts to get nasty, that nasty is just going to keep ratcheting it up until the officiating has to basically put the game out of reach and start tossing players. I got some good news I just read on Twitter. Uh-oh. Montgomery said Krejci is progressing well. Won't be available for Game 5, but maybe an option for Game 6. That's good news. Yeah. Because I thought Krejci was more hurt than that. Did you guys already know that? Just old no, age. No, no, no. I had no idea. But I'm glad. I'm like, hopefully... I don't think Krejci's even returning the rest of the series. Hopefully the series ends tomorrow yeah. night and we'll see know. him next round. But I even if it goes 6... Crazy should be out there six. I want your guys' opinion on this. I talked to my dad about it on my drive home. Um, he doesn't think the Bruins could win without Bergeron, the cup. And I think you guys both agree with that. But I'm not convinced right now. He does think they could win without Crazy. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm in full agreement with Big Jim. Um, Bergeron just. It's tough. I, we're we're I seeing them beat. They, I don't think they beat everyone. Like they beat. No, Bergeron is a, he's a game changer, and we're just seeing the faceoffs alone. Yeah, I think we're just seeing Flores really not as good as. Yeah, no, they're not. Pe- yeah, they suck. So we're able Alex, to get past their, it. Their goaltending but... options are Alex Lyon or Sergei Bobrovsky. So no, I definitely think yeah, you can win without Krejci, but you need Bergeron. He's just a game changer. Not this you know series. I mean? This series. No, not this series. But when it gets tough, I'm about like yeah. Like I, I don't think you can beat Colorado. With all the people they're missing right now. I just I think Nathan McKinnon dominates the Bruins without Bergeron. Bergeron neutralizes them. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. And then with Bergeron there, McDavid, Coyle, and, all those, and Zaka. The superstars the in the league, Bergeron is literally there. He just shuts them all down. He shuts down Austin Matthews. We Bergeron is the kryptonite 100-point yeah. scorers. 100% is. Like, you, you want him against Stamkos. You want him against Kucherov. You want him against all those guys. Yeah, and that's not even that. It's like, yes, he does that. But then also, Zaka, it, it gives you the depth. Play. It gives you the depth. That's the thing. It's like when you have to move Zaka up to the first line and you Coyle really up to the Zaka second. up against Austin Matthews or Steven Stamkos yeah, next Not round. really liking that. I don't know that. about that. No. I don't know about that. Austin Matthews. Let's get into it. I think that's enough for the Bruins. You guys got anything else? Let's just rattle through the games quick. Uh, game one, Bruins went... One uh, three to one, good game, strong game. Not their best game. They really just scored more goals than the other team to get the win. The feeling out game of yeah. the series. Yeah, game two, Bruins got pee pee smacked around. That that was shitty to watch. The just didn't play great. The um, game three, the Bruins came out, played their game. Still not great. It was like they played good. They played their game, but I was also flying, and my plane kept dropping, and there was crazy turbulence. So I had to, I watched a lot of blocky version of the Bruins game. But I, I think they could have probably played even a little better there. Game four, they came out and played their game. Game four, they came out six to two win. Big Bruins hockey, love that. And what's your prediction for tomorrow? My prediction for tomorrow is a five to two Bruins win. Um, I'll take a four zero dub. I think it's going to get nasty early, and I think you're going to see somebody ejected in the second period. I'm going five three. 5-3. All right. 
Is it gonna be a close five three or like a, they get no. one late? It's like it's like get five one late, two and they five like, two. One. Get one late, they'll chippy. Okay, all right, all right. Let's get into uh, what we're gonna do for the rest of the pod, guys. We're gonna jump from series to series, give you a quick synopsis of the series and how things are going. So let's get into that salt of the east. Talk about the other easty, easty, easty teams. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mix Boom. What series are first? We have, guys, you better be watching on YouTube. Oh, my dog is barking. Sorry for that. I'll announce the series. Quick. We have the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Toronto, in what is going to be the most surprising statement we say in this podcast so far, is up 3-1 to one in the series. After a huge comeback victory last night that saw Austin Matthews put the boys on his back and take over a hockey game. Give me how you guys are feeling about this one. Luckily, this is the series that I have actually watched the most, being that this is the team or the result resulting team that the Bruins will play. And I'll be honest, I am extremely floored by the way that the Maple Leafs are playing in the postseason thus far. It is not your, you know, not your father's Maple Leafs anymore. They have gooned it up, if you will. Um, there's been a lot of rough stuff going back and forth, a lot of very questionable or dirty hits, uh, the Michael Bunting suspension, um, there was an unfortunate but I think clean hit uh, by Morgan Riley on Braden Point um, that had happened in this series already, and like you had just kind of said about Game 4, the Leafs have really grabbed the cojones and pulled some wins out of nowhere and I think that this is the year that the Maple Leafs are gonna win that one more game to push them over the hump and uh I think the Toronto Maple Leafs might be a problem I think I mean I I would almost guarantee that the Toronto Maple Leafs make it out of the first round they're not losing three in a row unless they lose two in a row then I guarantee you they lose three lose three in a row but as long as they get a win in the next two this is the dumbest statement we're making because obviously they're making it forward if they get a win in the next two. But <laughs> <laughs> Toronto's looks good. I um I'd rather play Tampa. To be honest, from a Bruins fan. From a, oh my God, Bruins fan standpoint. Other than Vasilevsky, but I don't know. Vasilevsky seems seem breakable. He seemed breakable. He's, he's gotten 10, 14 goals thrown up on him. Nope, more than that. 14 plus three, 17 goals put on him this series. It's tough. Tough. Have you watched any of this? I've watched pretty much all of it. Well, the third period. I've watched all the third periods. Kevin, you're muted. I don't know if you've been talking. No, I haven't actually. I just. Eh. No, I haven't really watched this. I pretty much only really watched the Bruins and I watched like the Devils and Rangers. I watched that last night. Alright, well, okay. Then pretty much the only ones I've been watching. How do you feel about it? Who do you think? Come out with the win. I think the Leafs are finally going to do it. They're finally going to. Sack this is up. like the no, no, easiest no, no, layup in the up. world. Yeah, do, do we think that the Leafs, assuming both series go the way they're both heading, how many game? I'm not even talking. I don't. I won't jinx it. Go to the next team. I won't say it. We'll, no, we'll, screw we'll, it. Keep we'll, going. We'll, don't bitch out now. How many games are the Bruins and the Leafs going in round two? Is that what you're gonna say? I, if they were to play, what do you? How many games do you think it would? Six. I think it's six or seven. Yeah, six. Go the Leafs six. beat the Bruins. 
Not, I don't think they beat him in the series, but they'll beat they'll beat him in a couple games. And yeah, next up, eh, I'm not too concerned about that. But no, I mean, like, I mean, he's the issue. He's not good. Yeah, fair. We'll get more into that as uh, next week's pod comes up, and uh, this becomes more of a for sure thing. For now, on to the Hurricanes and my least favorite team in the world, the New York Islanders. So, on this one, it's gone uh, exactly how everyone thought it was going to go. When Tara Vining got hurt, though, I was like, wait a second. The Islanders might have life. And they did have life for one game. And now they're back to having no life. I think that um, I'm actually going to actively watch them lose tonight. So I think the Hurricanes yes. wrap this up tonight. The Hurricanes no longer scare me. And I actually think there's a 0% chance the Hurricanes make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Correct. I'm with you on that. They, they won't beat either the Rangers or the Devils. So th- this matchup, nope. as much as it's going to be fun to watch hockey tonight, I don't know that it even matters. Because the Rangers, I thought we were going to run away with this series. We'll get into it. In a sec- we'll get into it in a second. I don't need to say that now. <laughs> we're, none of us are rooting for the Islanders. The Islanders nope. are the most boring team ever to play. No, I hate Bo the Hor- Islanders. Bo Horvat, someone should put him on a milk carton because he's been useless so far in the playoffs. Matt Barzell's doing the best he can, but it doesn't even... It's just, it, I, I didn't even know Matt Barzell was healthy until I watched a little bit of their game today, and I was like, whoa, Matt Barzell's playing. But, you know, I look at it, and um, Carolina, I, I don't like Rod Brendan more. He's the most annoying coach to me in the media, but I hate both these teams. Carolina is a really easy team to hate because of how their persona of their organization is and how kind of chippy their social media account is on Twitter. A lot of the times it's really funny, but it it also is really easy to rub you the wrong way for a lot of people, which I get. And I just, I hate the Islanders. They're a terrible team to watch hockey, and I hate that they exist, but... That's next another matchup. story. I think Carolina's going to dunk on them. So, next matchup match is Kevy's favorite. Berkowitz, if you're listening, I'm sorry that you cried yourself to sleep last night. The Rangers and the Devils tied up 2-2. Two to two. Yeah, this one, so I'll, I'll, I've watched pretty much this whole series. So, the Rangers came out and looked like they were going to absolutely run away with this series. And then Lindsey Ruff is out coaching Gallant is what's going on. They are playing the most stifling brand of hockey. They're literally, they they will only get rushes off picking the puck off and going for a turnover. And they're going in and they have the guys who can score goals. They're not scoring a ton, but they can only score. If they get a lead, they are going to a 1-2-2 neutral zone trap. And oh my God, they are shutting the game down. They are playing classic old brand New Jersey Devils, like Zach Parisi, New Jersey Devils hockey. They are just shutting things down. It is boring. It is slow. But I don't know that the Rangers can get through it. I think they figured the Rangers out. I, I'm in on the Devils. I'm saying the Devils win this series now. And I know they have less firepower. Yeah. No. 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 I'm, I'm going. I'm full Devils. We've talked, about, devil we've talked about how a goaltender can steal a series. Well, and the Devils got a shitty goaltending. But they might steal it. Stole no, game three, stole no, game have, four. They, they switched their goalie, and they put in that... Um, to a nobody. Yeah, a right. random kid. But that's what I'm saying. Up. He's good. No he's offense good. if, it's, you know, he would ever hear this, but... Yeah. And Jack, Jack Hughes is him. Jack Hughes is him. Oh, I know. He, he's really he is him. 
He is they. He is him, bro. They is they. Uh, we're not touching that. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. They, Jack Hughes is very electric. They, like he, he just he, he comes around town. He rags the puck all over the rink, and it's just wild. Like I don't like in. He's so fun to watch. His I did not like his interview after game two. Rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't see to, it. What he, he said. He said to the media members, "We just got." He was like, "We just got whacked." He's like, "The last thing I want to be doing is sitting here talking to you guys." It's like, bro. Come on, man. Just be respectful. I thought it was really disrespectful. I mean, he's he was, still, he was still honest. Young. Yeah, still I know. Young. I know. I guess the thing. Just the I guess there's curve. a degree of that, but I just I was like, come on, dude. Respect the media. Yeah. So I'm all in the Devil Dogs. If they keep playing the stifling brand of hockey, if they try to play opened up hockey again, they're gonna lose five to one. I'm also still waiting for Timo Meyer to like actually score some goals. Yeah, he hasn't exactly lit it up. Yeah. Connor, how do you feel about this one? It's your turn. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not uh, agreeing with you guys that the Devils are going to take this series necessarily. I think that the Rangers overall have just a better team, and they're they're better in net, and they will figure that out. There is way too much veteran presence and talent on that team to screw that up in the first round, in my opinion. And if they do... I think Gerard Gallant is probably packing his bags yet again, to be honest with you. Imagine that. That guy just gets canned. <laughs> He's the best at getting canned. Next one. Next teams. Next teams. We're, oh, 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 I got to hit a button. We're going over to the west. We're going over to the west. Ah! It legit has been like the wild, wild west. I know. Everything's happening. And starting with this one, this is my favorite one. Kraken just coming out and just bop, bop, bop. But before I do that, Jake, take it away. I I mean, yeah, okay. The Avalanche and the Kraken, I have not watched many of these games because they're past my bedtime, but I have like came back. and When I was in Texas, I watched a little bit. Um, the Kraken have surprised all three of us, obviously, because they're, they've beaten the Avalanche twice. We didn't think they were going to beat the Avalanche at all. So they've made this a series because they grind away. They have sneaky good talent. Like They, they do have guys who have talent. Like Eberle has talent. McCann has talent. Um, Benares has talent. Done. Yeah, it's, it's like they yeah. have guys with talent. I did think last night I was eating dinner, and I had said I, I can't believe that Seattle is tied with the Avalanche. And if you told me at the start of the year that they were going to be tied with the Avalanche, I would have said no way. And if you asked me who their leading point scorer was, I would have told you probably Shane Wright. And Rongo, Rongo. Shane Wright doesn't even exist in Kraken's fans' minds at this point. They're trying to go win a Stanley Cup. And they're... <laughs> I look at the Kraken and I'm like, they beat the Avalanche, they can beat anyone. So it's just it's such an interesting situation here. I'm excited to see kind of how this goes tomorrow um, for Game 5. It's... It, how do you guys feel about it? I think the Avalanche are the better team, and they should win. But the, Kraken, the Avalanche are the better team, but they so they're missing some key pieces in Landis Cog and now Valerie Nashuskin. Now Makar is going to be uh, suspended for Game 5, so that obviously tips. Yeah, he got suspended for one game. That's oh, correct. I, I thought it was under review. I didn't know he got suspended. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so he did get suspended for the one game. 
Um, so that obviously tips things in favor of the Kraken. Um, and to be honest with you, like everybody's seen the movie Dodgeball, right? And Dodgeball. the average Joes, right? Like I feel like the Kraken are a team of average Joes. Like n- not a lot of players on their team are going to impress you and wow you on the stat sheet or with their skill, but they get the job done and they're consistent. And I think that that is something that can win you a Stanley Cup if certain things break your way. You just need a little bit of luck. Yeah, I mean, you got to look to a team like, I guess I can't remember a team like that who won a Stanley Cup, but I was going to say Vegas, but Vegas won a Stanley Cup. 2012 LA Kings. They were the yeah, eighth seed that slipped I in. Know, but they, they had Anzi Kopitar and Drew Doughty and Dustin Brown, and they had guys that, like, there's not one person of that level on the the cracking right now i think Panares gets there Panares is a maddie Panares is a future superstar that i that i fully think the kraken when they get shane right actually there and actually playing at nhl level they're going to be good for years to come i, I thought they were going to be in the bedard running and here they are pushing a team that people thought were going to be a dynasty right now on a 2-2 series next series kev wait kevin kevin you had something on this right like no nah, i love the kraken but he's a crackhead only on uh, Thursday nights, but next series. Anywho, this is Kevin's real series with Kevin's boyfriend, Matthew Boldy. Stars vs. Wild, knotted up two to two. Yeah, another see. Nah, it's actually a lie. I I thought this series would be like this. The series is kind of going exactly. I think anyone who watches hockey thought these were two pretty evenly matched teams. Teams with top end talent, gritty, can play gritty, can play high skilled. Two good goalies. I mean, this series is going to go seven. You guys agree with that? This is a battle of the teams who aren't good enough, right? <clears throat> like, they're both good teams, but I don't think either of them are good enough. And they've both been in that same murky middle position for the last couple of years. Good enough to win the Stanley Cup? No. Good enough to win the West? Yes. Good enough to win the West? Yeah. And represent the West in the Stanley Cup? I think no. No. I think the Stars definitely have the goaltending. And they have top of talent. Mm, not buying have, it. Red flag. Goal. They have the goal scoring. Their defense sucks. Yeah, I mean, they don't. I mean, they have, they have some talent there. They really do. Like, think about like, Tyler Sagan, Jason Robertson are who I would believe in for their top end talent. What about Ruby Hintz? Jimmy Benz had a good year. What about what the, the rookie? The rookie. What's his name? Oh, Wyatt what Johnson? rookie? Wyatt Johnson. He's not as well versed in Wyatt Johnson, yeah, so I won't comment there. He was a rookie that scored over twenty. They got. Yeah. They have some. Like he's expected to be a superstar in this league. I still don't see either one of these. Like this, this is the Carolina and the Islanders series of the West for me, where I don't think either of these teams make it out of the next West. round. Well, let's. Let's just look at the actual bracket itself. Let me pull up the NHL bracket. Like, who would they have to play? Yeah, that's what I want to look at. Uh, well, they're in the the central. So they would have to play the Kraken or the Avalanche. Yeah, I think they could. I believe. I mean, if they play the Kraken, I feel like they're winning. Yeah, I mean, Even I, these I, teams I would beat the Kraken. Kraken. I mean, that's it. I thought they would So I can't go picking them to win a series. You know, Fair. I, I yeah. I, I 
mean, we, I, let's make our pick for this. I'm going stars and six. After saying this was going to go seven, I'm going stars and six. I lied. I'm going stars and seven. That was it. Stars and seven. Wild and seven. I was going to say wild and seven. Yeah. All right. Fine. Next series. What do we have next? Next series. The Bruce Cassidy Vegas Golden Knights versus the Rick Bonus Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, I really thought the Jets, when they came out in that first game, Jake said, don't bet it. It's a trap game. Don't do it. And that's what happened. Jets came out with a 5-1. You were going to bet on Vegas, and I said, don't bet on Yeah, yeah. You yeah, like, told me, don't bet on Vegas. Yeah, I didn't like it. So, but yeah, after watching game one, I really didn't, I thought the Jets were like, oh man, the Jets finally figured it out. They had a little up and down end to the regular season, between all the injuries and everything, and then... It's been the story of this playoff yeah, series, they, too. Yeah, they are a double. It's I mean, they're, they're one it's double injuries. OT loss away from being tied, but I still think Vegas is the better team. I just, I think... I just hope make, uh, Vegas makes it to the next round, so the storylines are Jonathan Quick versus the LA Kings, yeah, exactly. or Jonathan Quick versus his old protege, Jack Campbell. <laughs> yeah, We'll get into that one in the next series, but right there though, like neither of those teams can win a Stanley Cup. Jack Campbell can't win a Stanley Cup, and Jonathan Quick can't win a Stanley Cup. I look at goalies; like those goalies are not winning you a Stanley Cup. Yeah, but you know what? The Oilers have a Connor McDavid, and a Connor McDavid can win you a Stanley Cup. I know. I know. know. This one's easy. I'm going Jets. Where you guys going? I mean Jets. Jesus, I can't talk. I'm going Golden Knights. Golden Knights for sure. Wrapping it up, Game Five Thursday. Knights, 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 Knights. Here's the thing. Quick isn't even the one playing for Vegas. No, it's Brassois right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Last well, series. You have the last one? Absolutely, you do. Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. This series. This one has been. This is my favorite series. This is my favorite series of the first round so far. Because it's gone to OT three times, and the Connor McDavid's are never. Sorry, the Edmonton Oilers are never out. They're just mm-hmm. never out of a game because. Even in dry settle can drag them back in. He can grab them by the shoulders and drag them down that rocky road back in. That's what he does. So in, I think it's uh, the first Avengers movie, um, there's one line and it says, well, yeah, well, we have a Hulk. And that is essentially what the Edmonton Oilers say every time they head into a series. We have a Connor McDavid. We might have Jack Campbell. And no defenseman, but we have the best player ever to touch ice in Connor McDavid. And that's a fact. Hey, listen, 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 listen. I have a future on the Edmonton Oilers as well as the Bruins. So I would like the I would like the Oiler the Oilers to win out the West. I really would. Oh, I have my Bruins one. I have Bruins. That's a I fat baby. I also, if anyone's wondering, have the Calgary Flames. So that one didn't that one flamed out if you will. Thanks a lot, Daryl Sutter. Um, national treasure, though. He is. He is a national treasure, but I don't think he works in today's NHL. He's a fossil. Who do you guys have in this? What do you? I mean, how have you been? Like, what have you been feeling about it? I am hardcore on the Kings bandwagon. I'd rather see the Kings win, which is weird. As much as I like, I like because I. The biggest thing is I don't really like the Oilers. I bet on them because of the McDavid's there. I would also like to see chaos happen and McDavid request a trade out. So I'd love them to lose in the first round. Because chaos is news. News is good for inside the rink. Shout out inside the rink. Presenting sponsor. 
Um, go check out Inside the Ring for all your news, your merchandise, your podcast, everything. We're finally actually getting new merch, so that's coming within the next week. So we'll get that out for uh, the next series, I hope, or at least during the next series. And um, back to... I can't remember. Oilers versus the Kings. Oilers. Oilers. I want chaos. One of the jokes... Kings and six. Yeah, I'm Kings and six. Yeah, I want at least a period. One of the things that I said the other day to kind of just be a jerk, but I think it's actually true, is the Oilers are like the Maple Leafs West, in my opinion. They're always really good, but they're not good enough to push it all the way. Well, in the McDavid dry sidle era, they're not terrible. No. You know? Like, because we could say the same thing about Toronto. Like, before Matthews and Marner showed up, they were shit. Yep. They were a joke. But, you know, generational talent. That is the draft doing what it's supposed to do. Now, we're done pretty much with our reviews, right? I'm going to pick my team I think is going to win. And as much, I, I've said both sides now five times. I'm going my final stamp of approval pick. Homer, how many games? Seven. Seven, wow. All right, well, me and Kevin are a little more uh, heavy on the the Kings. We think they're going to take the next two games. Whoop, whoop. Watch the Oilers go out and win tonight. Me and Kevin are screwed. Nice. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why I keep picking seven. It's all right. I've looked looked stupider before. That's a fact. Exactly, Um, when you say a word like stupider. Got it. surprising like we we split our we split the room up and we had like guys from new orleans and texas who were rooting for the, the new orleans guys were rooting for the panthers obviously and because they're close over there and then the texas guys were just rooting for not the bruins we kind of split the room and argued but there was a girl in our class who was a diehard blackhawks fan and oh, she God. wanted to know why the blackhawks why i said there was no chance they got Connor bernard and i was like well because gary's not gonna let it happen but just looking at it, looking at the teams in last place, what do you... So I'm going to do a lottery sim, right? I'm going to hit... Wait, what oh, is a lottery? Shit. I found a sim. Uh, it is in 12 days, 23 hours, 34 minutes, and 46 seconds. I want everyone to make a pick right now on who Connor McDavid's going to, and then I'm going to hit the sim. Connor Bedard, you twat. You know what I Connor Bedard, you know what I meant. I can't do this today. Courtesy of DraftKings Sportscook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go Connor Bedard... You are an Anaheim Duck. I know that's the easy version, but I really love that. Coyote. Kev? I don't even think he can be a Coyote, but... Quack, 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 baby. Nah, he's a blue jacket. We're simming the lottery. Oh, if he goes to the blue jackets, bro, that'd be He is an Anaheim Duck. Wow. Shocked face. Philly moved all the way up to second from fifth. They get Adam Fantilli in this. Look at that. And Colorado jumped. Oh, no, Colorado moved down to fourth. I'm going to sim it again. We're going to do three sims. Connor Bedard is an Arizona Coyote. Uh-oh. And Adam Fantilli's a Detroit Red Wing. That does not seem likely. And Ooh. Actually, Fantilli going... Is an Anaheim Duck in the third. We're going to do two more because I'm addicted to this. Yo. Fantilli going Anaheim to the Red Duck Wings? St. Louis Blue. I said Anaheim Duck. Anaheim Duck is a St. Louis Blue. Jesus Christ. Adam Take your Bedard meds. Anyone in the top ten technically has a percentage to get. Oh so God, there is, there is actually chance. a really good chance that the Red Wings can end up with the number two overall pick and get Adam Fantilli in a lot of different scenarios. Okay. So I keep yeah. this button, 
and it's a different team every other time. Washington's gotten it three times. Anaheim gets it the most, but imagine he goes to the Caps. That'd be so funny. <laughs> Fantilli or Bedard? <laughs> Bedard. Either one of them. Like, they get another generation. And he just sauces it to Ovi for the <laughs> yeah. next three years? Yeah, that'd be so funny. What a waste of talent. All right. I think that kind of wraps it up, guys. This has been fun. Let's go watch some playoff hockey. Let's do it. Else? Nope. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be back. Follow us. Subscribe. Interact with us. We love you, people. We're going to be releasing some shorts. I think we definitely got to get a short of me saying Connor Bedard. I mean, Connor, all the mistakes. And then me saying McDavid pulls him along going like this. Like that's good.